Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 116 of the Tall, Dark, and Ratchet podcast. I'm your host, Marcel Williams. As you can see, I have headphones again. I wish I could say that these were my previous set of headphones. They are the exact same model, but I had to go and buy some new ones. Because uh, the homie says he can't find them, which uh, breaks my heart a little bit, but also at the same time, let's just keep it moving. And uh, these headphones are actually the upgraded version of the last ones that I had that have a wire that I was missing. So everything kind of works out on its own. Now, I'll be honest, I really don't have anything to discuss because I'm avoiding and evading all of the pop culture stuff on a purpose. I feel like it is, uh, it's been kind of overdone at this point. Yes, Kendrick dropped a brand new album. I listened to it. My opinion will stay my opinion. Um, the Billboard Music Awards are happening in real time. Uh, by the time you hear this, maybe something crazy happened. I will say that Diddy's lying to Travis Scott prior to him performing, saying, kill him, Trav. Mm, maybe a little too soon. I also noticed that Kanye West, before the awards even started, won six for the gospel slash Christian lane. So congrats to Kanye. I saw Drake won five as well. I don't know why they don't cover all the hip hop ones, like the Christian gospel one. Yeah, okay, maybe it's not there yet, but it just kind of seems outdated that in 2022, clearly one of the biggest, if not the biggest genre is rap slash hip hop, that they wouldn't still air those, but... It is what it is. It's the Billboard Music Awards. It is not BET. Um, yeah, so like I said, don't really have much to discuss. I will um, say that there's um, some things that I've noticed previously that have just been brought back to my attention as of late. Um, if you've noticed, I am slightly more outside than I have been in uh, in previous years. Granted, the pandemic uh, was a big reason, but also I just feel like I'm a little too old to be doing a lot of the things that I was doing in my younger years, my early twenties and, and, and so on. Now the club scene, I had a discussion with someone and let me give some context actually. So I went out on the weekend and, uh, met and was introduced to, um, some guys who are younger, like significantly younger. I'm talking like 2021. 20, now, I feel like we're all, you know, consumed by similar things in terms of what we watch, how we um, communicate and all that kind of stuff between social media and, um, you know, streaming services in general. We're all pretty much abreast as to what's going on. But I will say that I still found it surprising how little I have in common with somebody in their early 20s. A lot of things you learn as you go, as you as you get older, um, is just experience based stuff. So a lot of the things that you see online, whether it be how to videos or just tips and tricks, it, it's case by case. So not every single person is going to be able to navigate just using that. So what I'm just, what I'm talking about is bringing the, this back to the club. Clubbing is a fucking weird concept. It always has been. It always will be. If you are a single male and let's say you're you're rolling in a pack of like three, four of you guys going to a club, there is no 
right way of navigating it. I actually, out of curiosity, typed into YouTube, what's the point of clubbing? Now, there's a couple of videos. This one was very sarcastic. I enjoyed this one. It's uh, a series by um, a YouTube creator called Casually Explained. And I guess that's the whole premise is just casually explaining things. So in this episode of Casually Explained, The Club, you know, they painted it out to be very much as to what my experience is. But then as I looked and scrolled, I'm seeing videos like... um how to dance at a club, how to, um, how to, atto- how to attend a strip club, like a gentleman. Well, I mean, strip clubs is a whole other can of worms. I actually really need to get back into my strip club vibes and I'll explain why I prefer strip clubs to, um, regular clubs, but, um, how to flirt with girls at the club, So here's the thing, right? So in being around these younger guys, I'm seeing how they're navigating it inside of a club and the clubs now, a lot of the more popular spots, there's these small hole in a wall joints. It's usually like a private event or something a bit more exclusive where you know some of the people there because it's the same kind of, you know, elitism, people just kind of knowing each other, knowing the spots to go to, they can get in um, without much of a hassle. But the whole concept of a a club is just ick you stand in line so this is the thing the the club experience starts the minute you've made a decision on which club you're going to now you have to figure out how you're going to get there odds are you're going to be drinking so you're probably going to take an uber now depending on how many people you have you might have to get an uber xl or maybe you'll have to get multiple vehicles and then you have to then figure out who's the one who's going to be ordering that and if somebody's intoxicated, they may lower your rating. So that becomes a whole other can of worms. Now you've gotten to your location. If you don't know someone inside, whether it be the DJ, a promoter, the owner, even maybe even bar staff or whatever the case may be, you're going to have a difficult time even getting in. So you're going to be standing outside. God forbid it's raining or snowing in Canada. So you're outside, you're, you know, contemplating life, you're shivering because you're probably wearing a fit that is, you know, indoor appropriate, maybe not outdoor appropriate. Then you get hounded by the bouncer or security. And there's actually a video here from Vice that says how to treat bouncers according to bouncers. Now, I didn't click it um, because it is what it is. But with security, bouncers, any type of enforcement, I always find that the confrontation is usually led by the fact that they give off very much um, aggressive energy, right? Like if I'm, my intention to going out is to have a good time with my friends, maybe meet new people, um, enjoy some music, dancing, having a couple of beverages. The first person that's letting you inside of this establishment should be greeting you with a smile rather than empty your pockets, show me blah, blah, blah. Now, granted, I know they deal with a lot of shit. They're underpaid, all that, so on, so forth. Cool. But in my experience, anytime I've seen any altercations with security or bartenders or not bartenders, um, bouncers, um, any type of enforcement in these areas, you know, I feel like a lot of it stems from how their initial... Um, their initial approach was. So if, if I, I could just picture a world 
where security's nice to you, but if some shit happens or if somebody's belligerent or somebody needs to get kicked out, then they can turn up. But I've, I've very rarely ever seen this. I think there's maybe only maybe two that I, that come to mind where they were just very personable people. And in that they're getting to know the clientele, they get familiar with who's who and what's what and, and who's going to do what and so on and so forth. And it just brings a better approach similar to law enforcement in certain areas. Like if you're a, a white police officer in a majority, predominantly minority neighborhood, it's probably beneficial for you to get to know the people that you're going to be serving and protecting rather than just going in there, having a chip on your shoulder or being in fear and then just, you know, acting on impulse and reflex. So similar things can be said about the nightclub is that, yes, of course, women are going to get superior treatment because they're the ones that bring in the men who historically are the ones spending the money. But if the people who are spending the money are being mistreated in these venues, then yeah, it's going to cause some some tension from a very early onset of the night. So anyways, once you've gotten inside, you've paid your whatever cover charge, you've been patted down by security, um, and now you're in this establishment. Now what? Because... You know, you could say, oh, yeah, well, you know, you just you grab a beverage or you start to dance or whatever the case is. But let's be honest with ourselves. How many men do you see dance in nightclubs? Be honest. If you're a guy right now, ask yourself, when was the last time you danced in a, car, in, in a club or even went out with the intention of dancing in a club? And if you're a, a woman, when was the last time you saw a guy dancing in the club and were also happy that you saw a guy dancing in the club because more often than not a guy's got to be pretty sauced up before he can find himself in that zone or in that groove more often than not what ends up happening is that they're just singing along with rap lyrics so a couple of weeks ago i went out to a club and we were in this booth and we're standing and sitting and you know kind of mobbed around this couch yeah if if some pop smoke comes on we'll be like baby welcome to the party like that's cool but like nobody's really dancing dancing and when i'm talking about dancing i'm talking about like the chris brown doing the moves so now we're in this establishment we've sorted out what our beverage situation is maybe we're getting a bottle maybe we're just going to the bar grabbing a couple of drinks now what now we're just all creepily just staring at each other trying to see who you might recognize who might be attractive so it's just a very weird um, environment for single men. Now for women, here's the thing. Being that I was out um, just this last week with some younger guys, they obviously surround themselves with younger women. Now we went to some like after party types scenario, right? Which is cool. I'm, I'm all for those types of small gatherings, controlled volume on music, you know exactly what you're drinking because you've provided it. I realize that a lot of this younger generation don't know how to navigate um, the whole pickup scenario after a club. Because when there's booze flowing, loud music, your social cues, they, they don't really need to click, click in because it's like if you're basing it off of just general attraction or chemistry or whatever, then it's very easy for you to schmooze. But when you're in a very, you know, quiet, controlled environment, now it's, okay, what is your game? Because these girls usually are with their friends and you now have to try to somehow weasel your way in between this friendship or, 
you know, uh, find a way to finesse yourself into a situation where either you can just talk to this person one-on-one, engage in some freaky deakiness one-on-one, and it's not an easy task. But now here's where I give a little bit of flack towards the ladies. You put yourselves in some pretty sus situations. And I called this one girl out because she came with her friend. They were both relatively sober um, and they seemed, you know, very responsible. So I don't want to I don't want to shade them and say that they were just, like, you know, a couple of scragglers who just, you know, found their way into some situation. But they knew somebody of somebody. So it was like a friend of a friend. So there's some degrees of separation there. They come to this after party, which is in an undisclosed location. You first have to go through an alley downstairs to be able to get inside of this this area. Now, I ask them, I'm like, well, what did you expect to see coming into this situation? Just because I'm curious. I'm like, if you're, you know, a single young girl under the influence on a school night and you're following the lead of like stray men or men that you've just met or whatever, what is your expectation coming into this? What do you feel like you're walking into? To which this girl replies saying, well, you know, I didn't know what to expect, but I kind of assumed that it would probably be some mass orgy. To which I said, huh? So I asked, I'm like, so if it was indeed a a mass orgy, would you have partaken? She's like, oh, no, absolutely not. But I would have known what it was and then I would have left. See, now that doesn't sit well with me. To know that somebody in their early 20s has enough faith in a random person that they feel like the scenario might be something that is entirely goes against what it is that they believe in, but they just got to go and check it out for themselves. Now, I'm not here to, you know, victim blame or whatever, because granted, nothing ended up happening to any of these uh, ladies that that were in attendance. But sometimes things do. And I don't want to, again, point the finger because, you know, you want to you want to have better expectations of people. You want to be able to you know, have some trust in whether it be the opposite sex or just strangers in general. But if we're letting history dictate kind of uh, the world that we live in, there's a lot of shadiness. So why even put yourself in a situation where, you know, you could end up living with trauma for the rest of your life because of a poor choice? I just feel like the risk versus reward, it needs to be assessed a little bit more. And granted, you're under the influence, maybe your judgment is lacking, but come on. There's just some things I feel like we could be doing better as a people. So all in all, the club, not my cup of tea. If it is your jam, cool. I mean, look, more power to you. I'm, I love that for you. Me, myself, nah, it's not really for me. Why I enjoy the strip club better than the nightclub The nightclub is a place of hopes and aspirations and, um, you know, hidden expectations. The strip club, they pull the whole veil off. They're like, look, I ain't got a corset on. You see what you see. You see my bits for what they are. Can't catfish you. You've seen it all. And the expectations are clear. You want a private dance? You got to pay. You want to enjoy my presence at all in any capacity or see me more nude or, you know, touch my body. There's a price tag associated to it. So if you're somebody who has game, yeah, nightclubs is your steez, you know, go ahead, find yourself a nice one, you know, try to finesse, finagle, do what you got to do. Enjoy yourself. 
If you're not, then yeah, maybe maybe the strip club is your zone. And it's not to say that I don't have game. I, you know, not to brag or boast, but my nightclub days, I've had some success, quote unquote, depending on what you would define as success. But I've I've had situations, um, you know, unfold in, in nightclubs that were favorable to what it was that I was attempting to, you know, uh, attain in that evening. But with strip clubs, what I enjoy is that, you know, if I just want to be to myself, give some girls some money and more often than not like and i know this is a bit of a finesse but if if i'm doing the whole private dance thing i'm telling the lady sit down next to me keep your clothes on let me get to know you that's what i want to pay for if i'm paying for your time you don't tell me how to how to use my time because i'm going to try to pick your brain rather than you know try to pick your coochie so that's my steez but yeah, it's it's the the smoke and mirrors are gone. It's it's it is what it is. Like I know that these people are only speaking to me because they're trying to, you know, make some some money and I'm only speaking to them because I like the aesthetic that they're providing. So it's a very simple transaction. I think that's what I appreciate about it. Um I don't demean them. I don't um judge them. You know, this is this is a, a choice that you've made, and and th- it was also a choice that I made to come partake. So look, we're all in this together. But with nightclubs, it's just so much cap, so much just fluff and frou frou. People posturing like there's somebody you got to outbuy the amount of bottles that the next guy bought, and the inflation is nuts. I'm seeing Casamigos for four fifty on this bar sheet, and I'm like, bro, I can get I can get myself for these bottles of Casamigos and still have enough money left over to go to a strip club, get a couple private dances and then swerve. That seems like a way more sound investment than to go and spend, you know, a couple of grand for a a few bottles for what? To have some streamers come out. And then you've got this new generation where as soon as somebody's bringing a bottle to your section, you've got to videotape the shit and the clubs realize the finesse. So they're putting names on boards and messages on boards and stuff just to kind of really, you know, fuel that and whatever else. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, and again, I'm not here to shame anyone who's doing this for a, a genuine celebration, whether it be bachelor, bachelorette, birthday, so on and so forth. But like on a random Tuesday, you ain't celebrating shit. You're out here popping bottles. Come on, bruh. I know you got it like that, but come on, bruh. I, here's my thing. If ever I do stumble into, you know, a wealth, I won't be the guy in the, in the club with the bottles. And this is where somebody takes this clip 10 years from now where I'm, you know, in my mid forties, popping bottles, just leaning over myself. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to be the case for me personally, but again, to each their own, I'm not here to shame. I don't want, I don't want to make it seem as if, uh, you know, those who do that are, are less than or whatever, because, you know, everyone's got their their thing that makes them happy. But I just in my heart of hearts, just genuinely hope that people are doing this for their own enjoyment. And they're not just trying to, you know, fill a void of validation where they're doing this to try to gain attention from people that normally wouldn't pay them any attention. Um, but yeah, and it, the weather's nice. So people are going to be going out a lot more. I am in fa- I am a fan of patios, obviously restaurants. I love food. Um, now, food festivals is something that I want to try to partake in a little bit more. All these taco fests and pizza fests and rib fests and all that kind of stuff. I want to show face, even Oyster Fest. But some of the music festivals, I think I've decided that, and I've never been one to go, I've never been to like a big festival whether it be a rolling loud or coachella or veld or whatever it is right 
It's never really been my thing. Um, and now that Rolling Loud is coming to Toronto for the first time and on my birthday weekend as well, I've got people hitting me up from other cities saying, hey, it's your birthday on this weekend. Are you going to be going to this festival? And I'm going to be turning 35. I want to be able to see 36. So for me, it's not really at the top of my list. Now, if, and again, this is, this is again goes to show uh, my hypocrisy is that the only way that I will attend these types of events is if I'm given some sort of status or privilege. I'm just being honest. As much as I'm over here ragging on all of these things, like, you know, the posturing, the validation, whatever else, for me, it's more so a matter of security and safety. I want to be able to go into places that I know riffraff won't be allowed into. And I'm not talking about the artist. I'm talking about, you know, the adjective. Just a bunch of riffraff. So the festivals, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be outside for Carabana. Some shit can transpire at Carabana. However, the outfits make it worthwhile. If uh, OVO Fest comes back and I'm granted some sort of privilege, yeah, I'm going to pop in. But, you know, Rolling Loud, I'm probably going to have to sit that one out. As much as I do enjoy a lot of the artists on there, there's some artists on there that I do find very unsavory. And and, you, you know, and there's also artists that were left out who could just be jealous. And it just takes one bad apple to make a, a shitty pie. So I don't want to be involved. The only pie I want to be involved in this summer is, you guessed it, a cream pie. All right, that got real inappropriate real fast. But anyways, like I said, didn't really have much to uh, to discuss. I want to know what your ideas are in terms of uh, the nightclub scene. <clears throat> are nightclubs worth going to? And also another question is, are there clubs for older people? Because a lot of the the um, a lot of the cougar bars that I was familiar with have now shut down. And what is the cutoff for clubbing? Do you think that after you've reached the age of, I don't know, 28, you shouldn't be going to the clubs? Is it 32? Is it 40? Is it 90? You're allowed to go whenever you want. You let me know. And what are the, uh, you know, the requirements? Is it a matter of, you know, your status? Is it a matter of your wealth? Is it a matter of your appearance? You tell me what are the qualifications for you to try to justify that you should still be going out to the club? But that's it for me. Um, I will see you all next week. And also my facial hair won't exist because I was booked on a, uh, what is it, a uh, commercial or a show? I don't know. I was booked for something that requires me to shave all of my facial hair. And they also said trim the hair on my top of my head. So I might be looking crazy next week. But, you know, I'm a sucker for some dollars and uh, I'm a sucker for anyone who wants to pay attention to me. So expect that. All right, uh, make sure you do all the, the, the stuff. Like, follow, subscribe, share with a friend, and uh, be safe, be kind to yourself, and I'll see you all next week. Peace.